Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masech the Shkolem Perk Aleph, Mishnah Vav, and Mishnah Zion. And we're going to introduce ourselves to the concept called a Kalbone. What's a Kalbone? In antiquity, money derived its value from its worth. It was made out of a precious metal, and therefore, if it was a gram of silver, then it was worth a gram. And they would fashion the various coins depending on the size and the type of metal so that it equaled that value. Well, here's the problem. A person goes to bring a shekel. You're obligated to give a shekel. What happens if it's a shekel that's been in circulation for quite some time, or maybe even not so much time, but transfer, transferred to many different hands, and therefore begins to get rubbed down, and slowly as it gets worn away, that means it does not have the correct weight of silver, so you think you're giving a shekel, but in fact you're giving slightly less than a shekel. Therefore, the sages instituted, you should give a kalbon, and we'll see exactly what the nature of this institution was. Is it that... It's a gzeira, always give a collarbone, or no, it's that when there is this concern, which means anytime you're giving a shekel, the concern exists, so you have to give the collarbone. It's not inherit, an inherent gzeira that you must, but rather it's because we're afraid we say do so in a mandatory way. Again, that sounds very similar, but we'll see in a minute uh, the nafkamina, which is going to emerge in our Mishnah. So it says our Mishnah, These are the following people that have to give this additional payment, which we'll see at the end of the next Mishnah. These are the following people. And you probably can imagine, if you think right now, who would those people be? It's going to be the people who are actually obligated to give a shekel. Whereas all the people who we listed in the previous few Mishnahists can voluntarily bring a, a, a she- give a shekel, they're not going to be obligated to give a collarbone because, again, if they ultimately don't end up giving it, we don't really care. Meaning to say, these are the people who are obligated to give a shekel, so they're, therefore they're obligated to give a collarbone an additional amount to ensure they're giving the actual bona fide full amount of a shekel. Levian, Yisraelim, Avadim. Levian, Yisraelim, converts and freed slaves. But the Kohen, a woman, of Avadim, Kananim, and minors, because they're not obligated to give a shekel, they're not obligated to give a um, the, the collarbone as well. Now, the Cohen, we saw maybe they are obligated, but at least it seems to be a lower level, so we're not going to be as concerned. Therefore, what happens if someone goes out, goes ahead and they give on behalf of someone else who's not obligated to give? If, if, if let's say, uh, Ruvain gives on behalf of Mr. Cohen, or Ruvain gives on behalf of Mrs. Cohen, giving on behalf of someone who doesn't have to give, then they are putter, they're exempt from giving the cowbone. Why? Because since they're not giving it for themselves, they're giving on behalf of someone else, therefore they're exempt. Okay. What happened if someone goes ahead, two people come together, and they say, you know what, let's just give one coin on behalf of both of us. So the the uh, a shekel is, uh, two shekels equal a sella. Two shekels equal a sella. Or else, in, let's use uh, uh, American dollars, assuming you're in America, you understand, uh, you uh, you have to give let's say a half a half a dollar coin with John with, uh, with uh, Kennedy's face on the front, and instead you give a dollar coin on behalf of both of you. All right, totally legitimate, to- totally okay. You're both you're giving a shekel, and instead of breaking into small uh, smaller coins, you're just joining together and giving one larger coin. So here's the question: Do you have to give the cowboy as well? So certainly you have to give one cowboy. Why? Chayiv a cowboy and You have to give one because again, what's the concern? The concern is that some of this. Shekel coin wore away, or in our case, some of the cella, which is double the shekel, wore away, and you're not giving two full shkolem. You're giving a shekel plus almost two, but not totally. So you give a kalbo, and now you've made up for it. And that's the position, in fact, of of the, of the Tanakama. Tanakama says, what's the reason we give a kalbon? The reason we give a kalbon is we want to ensure you're giving a full shekel, so we say, give a little extra. Well, if I'm giving um one, co- uh, one coin for two people, 
Well, only a little bit got worn away, so one cobbling would suffice. However, if Meir disagrees, and Meir is going to take the second side, the second side in what we said before, the Chakira, and he's going to argue, no, it's not that. Yes, ultimately, the source for giving a cobbling derives from the fact that the money gets worn away. But once Chazal came along and said, you have to give a cobbling, that became a Gezerah, whether or not there actually is a concern that things got worn away. Meaning to say, in our scenario, you're giving one coin on behalf of two people. You still, each one still has to give their cowbone. Why you could say why if each of us have to give, give a cowbone? It's not going to wear away that much that, uh, of two cowbones. If that would be the case, then every time someone, uh, anytime someone gave a coin, they have to give two cowbones. But the reason is, says Rav Meir, Rav Meir Omer Shnei Kalbonus. Why? Because we call it a low plug. It's a gazera that any time you give you give your shekel, you have to add a cowbone, even if you can prove. Nothing got worn away. Whereas the first position seems to say, no, you give it, you give it, the Xavier wants to give it, but in the event that you can concoct a scenario where you, in our case here, where you're giving a seller on behalf of two people, you only have to give one cowboy because we're not going to say it wore away that much. Okay. Hanosin sell of nosin shekel. If a person gives a sell and asks for a shekel back, right? Let's say a person gives a, a, a gold dollar and says, can I have a 50 cent piece back? Again, I'm giving just for myself. I, I, I need change. He asked, in fact, give two kalbonos. Why two? So certainly has to give one because, as we know, anytime you give a shekel, you give a little bit more to ensure that you're giving the appropriate amount. But also, we have a concern. What if the um, the, the person who's in charge of the treasury gives back the half, the half dollar, gives back the shekel? Well, it's not like we have our mint where everything's made perfect. Back then, some coins were a little bigger, some were a little smaller. What if when he gives back the, the shekel, he's giving him back a larger shekel worth more than a shekel, worth slightly more than a shekel? So now what's going to emerge is, uh, sof called sof, the sum total is, he ends up giving less than a shekel to the to the treasurer. Why? Again, he gives a he gives a full sella, or let's use our case, he gives a dollar. He asks for 50 cents back. But now the problem is, if he gives him 50 cents back, but he gives him really... Uh, 51 cents back, because again, the coin's a little large, so now he only gave 49 cents. And therefore, he has to give two kabonos. Okay. If a person gives a shekel on behalf of a poor person, on behalf of his neighbor, on behalf of another member of his town, and in this case, he does not expect them to pay him back. He wants to, as a, as a gift, he wants to help someone fulfill their obligation, so he gives on behalf of the poor person living on down the, down the road, but he's exempt from the kabon. We're not going to require him to pay an additional amount when he's trying to do someone a favor. But if he did it as a, as a loan, he says to his neighbor, hey, uh, hey, Harry, I'm going up to the temple. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay for you as long as you pay me back, pay me back when I return. Then he is obligated to give a kabun then as well. Let's say you have two brothers who are partners. Um, they're, they're partners. And that, and so here's, it gets a little complicated. It depends how they, or I'd say probably it depends where they're holding in terms of dividing this estate of their, fa- of their father. So you have two brothers who are partners. If they're obligated to pay a cowbone, what would that be? They divide the estates, and now that the estates are divided, they say, oh, let's join together to bring uh, bring the shekel up to Yerushalayim. So then, that's just a genuine partnership. And as we said, anytime there's a partnership, they have to each bring a cowbone on their behalf. Why? Again, because now it's, it's, a, it's a partnership. It's not that we're, take, we're giving a shekel on behalf of our father, but now, once it's all divided, our father's no longer in the picture. However, it happens to be, you may be obligated to Kalbon, but you're putting Meister Behem, you're exempt from giving the tithes of the Meister Behem, every tenth animal, because um, a Meister Behem is only given when it's owned by one person, not when it's owned by partners. Behem, which what the corollary of that's going to be, that in the event you are 
in the event you are obligated in Maisei Behema, as in they're not considered brothers, they're not considered partners, but rather they both inherit from their father's estate and they didn't divide things up, but to him in the Kalabon, they'll be exempt from paying the Kalabon because at this point, when they bring the shekels on behalf of the estate base, it's essentially they're bringing it on behalf of their father who can't pay them back because he's dead and therefore they're bringing it on behalf of a poor person as we said again in the Mishnah, you'd be exempt. The Kamu Kalabon, and how much is this Kalabon? Meya Kesef, the Ma of Silver, Divrev Meir, the Chum Omrim, Chatsi, the Chum, and say no, it's half a Ma, which is the equivalent of one twenty-fourth of a shekel. I wish you all a wonderful day.